Okay, we are in Malachim Beis, Perik Chof Aleph. Let's start with Pasuk Yud Ches again. Vayishkav Menashe Imavosav. Menashe is dead, is put at rest with his fathers. Vayikavir Begas Beito Began Uzav. And he is not buried. Not surprisingly, he is not buried in the traditional catacomb or sepulchers of the kings of Judah, but rather a garden on the premises, Beganuza. So this makes sense if we accept the uh, standard uh, history of Menashe that he was just evil, one of the most evil, if not the most evil king ever in either Judah or the Ten Tribes. But what about the Mephorshim we learned yesterday that make the argument that in the 22nd year of his 55-year reign, which is, by the way, the longest in both uh, Judah and the Northern Kingdom, that in those years he did a tshuva which was totally accepted by the Kaddish Baruch How do you explain that he again was shunted away from the traditional burial place to a garden, uh, the Mepharshim tell us that this was his own decision, that so sincerely abject and repentant was Menashe that he felt it would be a desecration of the kings like Shlomo and David that he be buried next to them, and it was he who decreed that no, burying me away from them. So you pick the Menashe you want. Uh, he was evil all the way through. He became a Balshuva in this 22nd year of his reign. Now, Vayimloch Amon beno Tachta, and his son Amon rules in his stead. So we have seen an almost schizophrenic pattern where the pendulum swings <coughs> excuse me, from Yotam, who was a righteous king, to Achaz, who was a terrible king, who goes to um, <coughs> Kiskiyahu, who was probably one of the greatest kings ever, who descends to Menashe. So you would think that now if you follow that pattern, then, uh, then Amon would be a great Sadiq. Wrong. Says the Pasuk, Ben Estrimushtayim Shana, Amon Bemacha, he was 22 years, he ruled Ushtayim Shanim Malach Biushalayim, he rules two, Mishem Imo Mishulemes Bascharetz, his mother's name was Mishulemes Bascharetz, meaning Yatva from the city of Yatva. <coughs> and so Amon does, Vayas Harabene Hashem, like his father Menashe, he does evil as well. He follows in every path his father followed. He worshipped these abominations, which his father did. Yes. If Amon was 20, 22, and if uh, Menashe had actually 
become a Baal Shuva in the 22nd year of his reign. That would have been 33 years before and 11 years before Amon's birth. So how is it possible that Amon, how is it possible that, that he actually did tshuva? Because if Amon followed in his father's footsteps, he never would have seen his father worshiping idols if he actually had done tshuva. Well, all right, so one, it could be that we reject that. That's from Jivrei Hayam. Yeah. And so we follow the shot, the man was evil to his dying day. Well, that's what this suggests. Right? But also we've seen that out of some of the most righteous come the most wicked. So they didn't see it, and it, it follows the pattern. Interestingly enough, the Gemara makes a case that Amon not only followed in the derech of his father, Amon doubles down what the worst of Menashe ever did. Let me read or even paraphrase Sanhedrin Kuf Gimel Amud Beis. So, it tells us that why Ahaz abolished the temple service and sealed off the Torah, dismantled, as we learn, the system of learning Torah, Menashe scratched out the mention of Kodesh Baruch Hu's name from Torah scrolls and tore down the altar in the temple. Amon saraf es ha-Torah. Amon goes a step further. He burns the Torah completely. He destroys Sifrei Torah. The Asashmimas Literally, he causes cobwebs to grow on the altar because he prohibits korbanos. He prohibits any korbanos. He never did that, Menashe. Moreover, we learn that Ahaz allowed was unrestrained in arayos, forbidden sexual relationships. Menashe had incestuous relationship with his own sister. Amon goes one step better, Ba'al-Imo. He has a relationship with his mother. So we see that Amon goes beyond, above and beyond. Um, one even says that Amon put uh, an idol in the Kache Kedoshim. So according to Sanhedrin Kofimel, Amon exceeds his father's uh, deeds, etc. He was more wicked and evil. And um, that's an understatement. He abandons God and does not go in the way of God. Now, by Yishiru Avdei Amon Olav, his servants conspire against him. Presumably, they are servants who resent the desecrations that he, Amon, has done. By Yomisu Es HaMelech Teveso, they assassinate him in his house. By Yach Am now the Am the Hamoneam, the multitude, the um, bulk of the people, in retaliation, they kill those who killed Amon. And they appoint Yoshio Benotachto. So, the bulk of the people, and Steve, this was a question you asked yesterday, where was the Hamoneam? 
Where was the, the, the hoi polloi, the, the rank and file of the people? They were supporting these desecrations. They grew angry. They killed Amon. Amon was our hero. So that the majority of the people were totally committed to this desecration and Avodazor. Uh, and so now what do they do? They appoint They appoint Yoshiyahu, Amon's son, in his place. Now, their thinking is, as we're going to see, Yoshiyahu is eight years old at the time. So these guys who now killed the ones who killed Amon think they have got their man or boy on the throne. He is subject to their philosophies and whims. He will be malleable and manageable. And we're going to see how wrong they are. Yoshio turns out to be really the last bright spot of the dynasty of Yehuda. The Yesed Divrei Amon, and you want to learn more about Amon, Asher HaZot, Halohim Suvim Al-Sefer Divrei Hayamim, Lamalcha Yehuda, they're written in Divrei Hayamim of the kings of Judah, which as we said yesterday and previously, is not in existence, so we will not know. By Yikbar Oso, Bekur Oso, Bekan Asa, Uza, he is buried in that garden as well, not worthy of the catacombs of the great kings or the kings of Judea. By Yimloch, Yoshio Beno Tachto. And so Yoshio rules in his stead, and we begin Chafbez, Ben Shmone Shana Yoshio Bemocho. He is eight years old when he starts. Ushloshim Vachashana Malach Biushalayim. He reigns 31 years in Jerusalem. Veshemimo Yedidya Bas Adaya Mivotsakas. His mother's name is Yedidya Bas Adaya from the city of Vatsakas. Now, Yoshio confounds those who were so confident in his appointment as an eight-year-old that they could control and manipulate him. David, of he follows David, his father, his ancestor. The low saw small. He turns neither to the right nor to the left. And if, by the way, the Mephorshim do not completely accept that from the initial moment he was on the throne as an eight-year-old, he was such a tzaddik. Admittedly, they feel he went through a period when no, he did follow some of the stuff, or he was led to follow, and then by Yehiba Shmona Esreshana, the next one, and now in his 18th year of reign, which would make him 26, he completes, as it were, a, a decision to do absolute uh, following in the footsteps of David. So now in the 18th year of his reign, Shalach HaMelech Eshachon ben Atzaliah ben Meshulam HaSofer Beis Hashem Lemar. He decides it is now time to do the Bedek Habayis that has not been done, the Radak says, for over 224 years. Uh, Yehoash was the last one to do a Bedek Habayis, the repairs literally of the temple. Uh, 
We know that there'd be normal structural deterioration. We know, of course, there was deliberate destruction and deterioration with the altars and the bummos and the idols. So that a massive job had to be undertaken. Interestingly enough, Yoshiyahu appears in Malachim almost 300 years before his name. Uh, I would take you back to Malachim, our parrot, your gimel. Do you remember the incident where Yerubam decides he's going to be the Kohen Gadol and he sacrifices on the Mizbeach himself? And a voice comes out, A child will be born to the house of David. Very unusual. This is at least 200 years before. Uh, maybe, no, it's over 300. He will restore the kohuna. He will restore that the kohanim will be mocked here and the bones of legitimate korbanos will be burned. And it gives his name, very unusual circumstances. So, and you remember at the time, your rubber stretches out his hand to push the Navi Ido away and his hand freezes, it withers, and he begs him to restore it and the altar splits and it is restored, but the point of it is, it's a very unusual circumstances to have Yoshio mentioned by name 300 years ago where it is foretold that he would come back. So he undertakes a Bedek Habayis um, program. He calls these three advisors, uh, Shafman, uh, and Meshulam the Sefer, and another, Aleo Chilkiyoha Kohen. He says, Go to Chilkiyoha, the Kohen Gado, Take that money that was collected for the Bedek Habayis. Remember, Yehoash establishes a consistent fund where he builds this box that you put the coins in. Collect that money for Bedek Habayis, or as some of the say, in addition, start a new fund of Bedek Habayis. By give it to the hands of the artisans, the craftsmen, who are appointed to do the artwork, the craftsmanship of the temple. By they give it to them, Hashem, in the house of the temple, to strengthen Bedek Habayas, the stone cutters, the artwork, the craftsmen, the ones who will carve out the wood, the stones, that is their mandate, strengthen the temple. Ach, and this is a very interesting proviso, do not make them account for the money that you've given in their hands, they are doing this, we trust them with complete nemonus that what they do, they are not accountable. So Kilkiyo, the Kohen Gadol, tells Shokhan Hasofer, 
Sefer HaTorah Masasi Beves Hashem. I have found a Torah scroll in the temple of the Kaddish Baruch He gives it to Shafan to read. So now, it's miraculous recovery of a hidden Sefer Torah. But now the question is, the implication is that there were no more Sifri Torah. Could that possibly be? Well, we saw that in his brief reign, Amon burns Sifrei Torah, Menashe desecrates them. It's possible that there wasn't an existing Sefer Torah anymore. This one, though, he tells him, Note that he reports to him on the status of the progress of the Bedek Habayas. gave me a Sefer and he reads it before the king. And it is shocking in its implication, and more likely, that connected hey before Hatzorah refers to a specific Torah. So it might be that there were Sifre Torah. This isn't the only Sefer Torah in the whole land of Judea, but it was a specific Sefer Torah that was the Torah written by Moshe. Remember, it was the last commandment given to Moshe to write his own Sefer Torah. It was somehow squirreled away in the Kodshe Kedoshim, and it was found by Chilkiyahu HaKohen and by Shafan. But the frightening thing when he heard the words of Sefer HaTorah by Yikra Espegado, he tears his clothes in a sign of mourning. What was in that Torah that they read that was so shocking? It didn't start from Bereshish. You opens it up, it opens directly to Parshas Kisavo, directly in the middle of the Tochacha, that terrible curse or rebuke to B'nai Yisrael. And the Pasuk is in Devarim, Chaf Ches Lamid Vav, and it says as follows, Yoleh Hashem Ichcha, the Kaddish Baruch Hu will go with you, Vesmalkacho, your kings, Asher Tarkim Olecha, that you have said above you, El Goy Asher Lo Yodata. You will go to a nation you do not know. You didn't know your families, your fathers didn't know. You will worship other gods, eights of wood, the event of stone. You are going into Golis. You are going into a foreign land you have never heard of, which of course assumes it's Bavel. And so it's a dire, very frightening prophecy, and um, uh, he is convinced, Yoshio, that it's not accidental, that it is deliberately there as a message, as a prophecy, and that's why he tears his clothes. By Yitzhak HaMelech, now he jumps into action, 
He commands as Hilkiah Kohen, as Achikam ben Shofman, as Achbar ben Michoya, a new one, as Shofman Hasofer, and he tells them what he wants them to do. The At Asisa Eved Hamelech Leimar, do what I am about to tell you. Lechu go, Yeshu as Hashem, seek out the word of God through a Navi Ba'zei Va'ad Ha'am Ba'zei Va'ad for me and my nation Uva'ad Kol Yehuda Al Tivri HaSefer Hanim Sa'zei What does it mean? Ki Gezola Hamas Hashem Obviously the anger of the Kaddish Baruch Hu has reached a total um Boiling point, Asher he because we did not follow the warnings of Zivri Hasefer Hazer, La Sos Tuchol Hakosiv Olenu. We did not um, follow this. And finally, they all go, they go not to a Navi. Yirmiyahu was the Navi in residence, as it were, at that time. But they go to Chulza, one of the seven prophetesses mentioned in um, the Gemara. Asha Shalom ben Tikva, the wife of Shalom ben Tikva, ben Haras, who was Shomer HaBegazim. He was obviously in charge of the Kohanic vestments in the temple. Behi Yoshevet Yushalayim. She dwelt in Yerushalayim by Mishneh. By Mishneh is a special study hall. She did not prophesy like in her house or home because there's a question of being yichud with men. By Yedabu Eleha, and they speak to her and pour their heart out to Cholda. Why they went to Cholda as opposed to a male Navi and what exactly she tells them will occur at 8.45 a.m. tomorrow in Mirza Hashem Ad Khan.